Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. We have David Friedman with Knox Financial with me here today. And uh, head over to knoxfinancial.com to learn what David and his team are up to. It's an interesting concept, and we haven't dived into this much on the show, David. So I really appreciate your time, and I'm going to give you the floor right away to just explain in, in summary what you and your team do to help investors or sellers, for that matter, turn their existing home into rental properties. It's almost like you're bridging a gap there that is really interesting. Absolutely. And Jack, fantastic to be on your show here. Thank you. So at Knox, we help you buy your new home and keep your old house as a fantastic, reliable, long-term investment. So if you're a customer working with all the pieces of our platform, it works something like this. First thing you need is you might need some access to the equity in your home in the form of cash. We've created a product for that. We call it a keep loan. And it's like a HELOC, only we don't care if you're moving out or already have moved out. So we help you get the cash that is currently sitting in equity for the down payment on the new home. Now, next thing is you need a mortgage on the home you're going to buy. We help you find that. And then sometimes the bank says, I don't know, you, know, you may not have enough W-2 income in the household to carry two mortgages. And so the bank is going to be looking for an offset on that income. So what we do is we can sign a master and sublease. So we actually lease the home you're moving out of from you. And the bank goes, oh, okay, now those expenses are offset. You qualify for both of these mortgages and you've got more buying power. And then we take over the operations of the investment. We find a tenant, we place them, we find you the right insurance, take over the property management, the rent collection, answer you the phone, the tenant has a problem and you become a passive investor in that property. So we make it really easy to keep that home and the data shows that is one of the best investing, actually is the best investing opportunities of your lifetime. Are you limited to any of the areas of the country or are you doing it across the U.S.? Currently, we're focused on Texas, Georgia, and Massachusetts. Okay. And one of the things that I've always, I've heard when you're being a real estate investor is the concept of doing what you're suggesting, turning your existing house into a rental property. What I like about what you're suggesting there is removing yourself from the management aspect of it because there's this level of being sentimental about this property. It could have been your starter home or a variety of things. And it's really hard to watch a tenant kind of live and essentially possibly ruin <laughs> certain aspects of the property. Right. Thankfully, that's pretty rare. Right. So it, it's a fear that a lot of people have, whether or not they lived in a home or they're buying an investment property, they have a fear that the tenants are going to mistreat the property. Obviously, the number one way to mitigate that risk is to have proper background check-in and make sure you've got the right tenants in there. We're very careful about that. But what you said is absolutely true. It's a big part of what we're trying to accomplish with folks is make sure that they are arm's length from the investment and that they can Think of that property as a long-term investment, as opposed to uh, a place that they call home. So can you take us through the process? Like somebody who is in the scenario, they want to move to another house, but they want to consider turning this into a rental property. What are the steps that you go through to just 
qualify them, whether it's themselves or the property to just make sure it's a good fit. Yeah. So first of all, it depends a lot on the customer's situation. Some of our customers are retiring and they're looking for steady cash flow. Other customers are much younger in life, earlier in their careers, and they have nice strong W-2s. They're looking for long-term rate of return. That's their goal. And so what we begin with is a financial analysis. We take a look at that property, we build software around this. You punch in your address and other pieces of data, and we help you understand the type of investment your house that you're moving out of can be and how that serves your financial goals. Next, based on your financial needs, you talk to one of our property wealth advisors about this. We piece together the parts of our platform that are proper or appropriate for you. And we hand you, we actually present an offer. We say, here's an offer. Here's usually two options. Usually at different levels of security or at least certainty, financing. We give you a rent projection, et cetera. We say, okay, this is the timeline for turning your home into this investment that we, we the data shows it can be. And the client signs up and we get to work from there. There's a few other pieces. We do an inspection of the home. If you're doing financing, we have to qualify you. So our lending team takes you through a pretty standard mortgage application. You have to supply a whole bunch of documents and that I could go on. But once you're engaged with us, we're stepping you through all these processes, financing, insurance, onboarding, finding a tenant, et cetera. Early, you mentioned something about giving that person enough money to essentially make the down payment on their new house. How does that piece of it work? Sure. A lot of folks are familiar with the home equity line of credit. This is like a new flavor that we've created. So a home equity line of credit classically is for a home that you live in. So you're, it's owner occupied. Usually it is a second lien. I, you already have a primary mortgage getting this line of credit secured by the house that you're living in. That standard financing is not available if you are moving out soon or if you've already moved out. In fact, one of the things you sign on the dotted line when you get a mortgage to say that you're going to live there as your primary residence for at least a year. We don't ask for that commitment. So you could have put in an offer on a house yesterday and be moving in a month and we are happily going to write you that line of credit against the home. And that's how you get access to your equity in the form of capital. Like any other lending product, depending on your credit and how much you're looking to borrow, we have a rate table and we can quote your rate and an amount based on your personal finances and the property that you own. With the current economy, the way it's going, especially the rising interest rates, this type of alternative is probably getting more attractive, especially as investors. I know a lot of investors who are thinking about instead of flipping a house now, they might hold it for a while as a rental property until the economy kind of starts to recover. Are you starting to see an uptick in what you're doing here? Oh yeah. So we're seeing a few trends. First of all, uh, there's a lot of people who look to sell their homes and they're just not seeing the offers they were hoping for. Very different than where we were a year ago with bidding wars and uh, all sorts of crazy activity on the buy side. So p- there's more price reductions, more homes are coming off the market, more people are calling us and saying, I was going to, I was going to sell, but now my home is now listed for a hundred thousand dollars less than it was 90 days ago. And I don't want to go any lower. So that's happening. The other macro trend that you hit on the head. Folks have these great, cheap primary mortgages. They might've gotten those a few years ago and they're, they've got a lot of equity and they want to access it. A year ago, two years ago, you were just going to do a refi, cash out refi. Nobody wants to do a refi right now and step up their rate on their primary mortgage by several percentage points. So a second mortgage or a HELOC is super attractive. And if you live in the home, again, you're going to get, a, we can offer this. You can you just do a HELOC with a regular bank or wholesale lender. 
if it's an investment property, you're going to come to Knox and we're going to offer you a key loan or one of the few folks who can do that. There's a property management aspect of this that I find interesting. And it sounds like you're so that people don't have to deal with toilets and tenants. Talk about that process. What do you do when it comes to managing the property, renting it out, getting it ready as a rental? There's probably quite a few steps along the way there that you need to take care of. Yeah. So all the classic steps you expect there are part of what we offer and deliver to every client. So yes, we are leasing out the home, preparing it for lease up, doing all the legal and leasing, lease paperwork, background checks on tenants, showings, et cetera. And then once the tenant is in, if they have an issue, they call our call center, not the owner. We dispatch a vendor with whom we have a relationship to do the work. We do the QC. If tenant has any other problems, say with a neighbor, they're going to call us, not the owner. All of that you would expect from any good property manager, I assume, and we are delivering that. Knox does not on staff have many people who actually swing hammers or drive in screws. We do all that through relationships with tradesfolk. But when it comes to maintaining the relationship with the tenant and with the owner, we try to keep that in-house. Okay. When you're getting the property ready as a rental, I'm sure there's, in some cases, there's going to be some repairs or updates or just accessibility associated with the rental, depending on the local requirements. Do you take on that responsibility? Do you advise the seller what needs to happen? What's that responsibility there? Financially, it's the responsibility of the owner of the home. Absolutely. We do a an inspection of every home. We have pretty tight standards on what we'll accept on our platform. Luckily, most homes that people are living in and move out of are generally well-kept. Still, we find there's an average make-ready bill of about $4,000 for a home coming on our platform. Sometimes that's zero. Sometimes that's more. <laughs> and yes, our vendor network is there to do that work. If a home needs a more uh, major renovation, we're going to be honest with the customer and tell them, hey, you should go and engage a general contractor in renovation. And when you're supposed to with that process, give us a call back. We are not in the business of doing major renovations. There are thousands of really capable companies doing that. And we're just we're trying to stick to our wheelhouse. No. You've mentioned platform a couple of times now. It sounds like you and your team really lead into technology. Can you talk a little bit about how you leverage technology in various ways to whether underwriting to managing this property? Every part of our business is built on technology. Everything from our sign-up process to how we do the inspections to how we do data intake. We take hundreds of points of data and put them in our system so that in our system, we have everything down to the year-making model of your dishwasher. Even our insurance quoting process and every quote we get back, it's all built on technology. Yeah, we are a tech company, that's for sure, at the core. When we say platform, we think about it broadly. We are not a single source solution or, or point source solution. We, have, we actually own several entities, each of them functioning to do real estate, leasing, financing, which we do actual loan underwriting and then brokering of Fannie and Freddie mortgages. We, uh, we have an insurance company. So when we say platform, we really mean, hey, this is a broad-based solution. And depending on who you are, the customer, the owner, and what you need, we're going to bring different pieces of that platform to bear to make the investment work to meet your financial goals. Okay. So you, would you mind sharing as some of the technology that you're leveraging here today? Is that technology that you've developed internally or are you using some other third-party systems? It depends on which part of our business we are, whether or not we're building our own or leveraging. And 
we generally make a decision on whether or not we're going to build something on our own by whether or not we're really going to be innovative in that space and how we're innovating. For example, our Keep Loan is an innovative financial product, but the qualification process, the application process, there's no innovation in that. So we use third-party software for when you upload your W-2 and things like that, but we spend an awful lot of time building that product and the actual the loan product itself and an awful lot of time with lawyers and banks and things like that to make it work. Where we focus more of our custom development is on investment analysis and projections and helping people understand their investments, as well as making the operations of the homes more efficient. The more we can bring automation to bear, the better job we can do, the happier the tenant will be, the more likely they're going to be to stick around. And we've invested quite a bit in, in that part of the business for advantages for our customers. So I would imagine that people who are taking advantage of your platform, it's they're relatively new to real estate investing themselves. This could be their primary house. They've been there for years. What kind of, I don't want to call it training, but education do you go through to help them understand that this is a viable option for them? That's a fantastic question. The first conversation you have with Knox, or maybe sometimes it's the second, is a screen share. So we're actually going to pull up our financial analysis software. It's like your first meeting with an advisor at, say, Morgan Stanley or Merrill Lynch, although we're not, we don't deal in securities. We don't deal in stocks and bonds, but we're trying to have an open and honest conversation. We understand what your goals are for your investments. And then we understand a little bit more about your home. And then we look at numbers. We look at uh, rent projections. We look at cash flow projections, rate of return overall, how much equity you're going to have when your kids go to college or when you retire, things like that. What your passive income will be 5, 10, 15 years down the road, making some reasonable assumptions on rent growth and value growth and things like that. And then we can test those assumptions. You say, okay, is this an investment that makes me comfortable? Is this a profile that fits my lifestyle? Do I get what I need out of this transaction? So we're very transparent and absolutely education is a critical part of how we build a relationship and illuminate the investment for and with each homeowner. Okay. And a lot of people that are listening here, they're actual investors. They want to maybe do some something passively or they don't have a house essentially per se to go into your program. Do you take on investors or private capital or how does that aspect of your business work? There are customers who own or are buying a home that they've never lived in and they come to Knox. We do take those homes on our platform. Again, you have to pass our inspection and things like that. We, we don't market to those folks. They just find us and we don't turn away their business if there's a fit. I'll stop and I'll pause and I'll say, however, we have a really clear mission and we have a really clear goal, which is we want people to understand that when they move, they are staring down the best investment opportunity of their lifetime. And the data shows that whether you go back 10 years, 20 years, 30, 40, that moment of moving is an astounding opportunity. Most people don't know that. We're trying to wake up the world and let them know this is selling is the worst thing you could probably do right now. And let's understand, let's help you understand what this home can be as an investment. And then that's all free. We're hoping that you're going to say, yes, okay, I want to do this and I'm going to do it with Knox. There's certain things you can do without us. Some people go, ah, okay, great. I'm going to keep my home and I'm doing it myself. Be able to work with you guys in a year if I'm not liking this DIY landlord stuff. And that's fine with us. If you don't really need our financing or at least certain few products we offer, you can try to DIY this. 
most people find that they get suboptimal results and they get those phone calls in the middle of the night. They do need access to their equity in the form of cash and they come back. But I do want to stress, like, we have a very clear mission. We want to open people's eyes to the investment they already own and help them keep it. Okay. Just to remind everybody, it's knoxfinancial.com. Make sure you check out those show notes at reimastermind.net for that. So this concept is pretty interesting. David, would you mind breaking it down or maybe even it may be best told through an example? Can you give me a recent example of how you would have helped somebody recently turn their existing house into a rental property and how it turned out for them? Yeah, absolutely. So we had an individual who uh, they wanted to keep their home as a long-term investment. And they went to the bank, told them they could qualify for a $600,000 mortgage. And they said, geez, I really wanted to qualify for a closer to a million dollar mortgage home that I could buy, not $800,000 mortgage or something like that. And they came to us and they said, okay, I need some capital for down payment. We qualified them for a cheap loan. And they said, and how can you guys help me qualify for a million dollar house I want to buy? And we have a, what we call a certainty offer, where we actually rent the home from you at slightly below market rate because we have to take on certain risk. And then they could show that lease to the bank and suddenly they were qualified for a $960,000 purchase instead of a $600,000 purchase. And they could go buy the home that they wanted. We then placed a tenant in that home and they moved on and they're getting a check every single month because Knox is the tenant. So the first of every month, we are sending them cash. And then we're collecting from the tenant who we placed in there and they're extremely happy. So they've got the cash they need for their down payment. They've got a hands-free investment. They got the home they wanted. They're happy as a clam. Okay. So just based on what you just said there, is that how you manage or how you set up all of your properties? Is you essentially rent from the owner and then make your margin by renting it above that? We have three leasing options, again, depending on what your financial needs are. That's option one. We call that certainty. If you need that lease in hand to show the bank and qualify for your next mortgage, we can do that. Some other folks want some security, and but they don't need a lease for the bank. So what they do, or what we do for them is we go to market, we find the tenant, and then we will guarantee that lease for 95 cents on the dollar. So if it's a $4,000 a month lease, we'll send you $3,800 every single month. and it's up to us to make sure that we get the rest. If somebody moves out early or just becomes delinquent, that's a risk we take on. So a lot of clients really like that because as you mentioned, a bunch of our clients are first-time investors. And one of their biggest worries is what if they don't pay rent? Third option is they don't want any of these security options or certainty or anything like that. They just said, nope, I want hundred cents on the dollar and I will shoulder the risk. And we go to market and find a tenant. We place the tenant and hundred cents on the dollar belongs to the owner. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting concept. Okay. What are some of the gotchas there? What would somebody be asking themselves just to make sure maybe whether this is a fit or not? We're very transparent. So there's no gotchas, right? So one is it's the first, you know, if you want to, we go to market and we find that tenant and it's and we get a, a lease of four grand or we're giving you 38, very clear, 95 cents on the dollar. Super simple. The next Again, not a gotcha, but there is a price to certainty, right? There's a price to security. If we are signing a master lease and say, hey, we're going to lease it out, we're going to lease it from you as of, say, January 1st, we have to go find a tenant by that date. And then we take on all the risk of delinquency or early move out and all that good stuff. We discount that even more because there is a date by which we have to start paying. So that could be even closer to a 10% discount off of what our market projection says. 
we're very clear about that. We say, this is the range we expect, and this is what we're willing to rent it from you from today for this future start date, which will make the bank happy. So what you're exchanging, again, we don't consider it a gotcha, very clear is, hey, I now have this piece of paper. The bank will give me a much bigger loan. I understand that at least for the first lease, it's going to cost me, say, 10% of my monthly rent in order to qualify for the next mortgage. For other customers, the customers who say, no, I just want to do this at market rate, there's none of that math to consider. We don't, there's not a lot of mystery. A lot of them do want access to some of our financing products, keep loans. You can't get a keep loan without putting your home on our platform. That's part of the reason that the capital markets are willing to have us lend this money is they know that we are the party collecting the rent and then we're making payments on that mortgage for you at least while you're on our platform. So they go, okay, this is a company that has inspected the home. They know it's good quality. They've qualified the borrower appropriately and the rent is flowing through the system. That That is a different scenario than a, a private individual who just walks into a bank. And that is why we can actually do these, these key plans. I imagine that you run into quite a few people who try to do this on their own to a certain extent. And then there's a breaking point and they give you a call and you might have to fix some messes of some kind there. What is some of the common stories you've heard, breaking points where people oh. were just finally had enough? Oh, all the time. We often find uh, people call us and they say, yeah, I've got three tenants in this three family and two of them aren't paying rent. We say, that's not our problem. I'm sorry. We're not a rent settlement company. We, we find a lot. Maybe the most common thing when they've been doing it on their own is they've had a tenant in there a while and they've developed a relationship with them. They say, okay, the tenant's been there four years. They're great. And we go, okay, what's the rent? How, what was the last time you raised it? They go, oh, I've never raised it. You might've heard rents are way up. So now this tenant is like stealing the place, right? They're probably 25% below market. And the challenge is now to get them caught up. So that owner might have the right amount of income on the property. That is super duper common. The next thing is we see people all the time not taking a full advantage of the tax shelters that are available oh. to them. That's pretty, pretty common as well. Yeah. The reason I asked too is because we buy quite a few discounted properties and we've had it happen a couple of times now where they decided to rent the property to a family member and then they get in the arrears and they don't want to be the bad guy. It, they're looking for somebody to, to do that for them, but it, yeah. it can be sticky. Oh yeah. And then they, the family member doesn't have a lease, right? <laughs> they didn't make their cousin sign a lease and then they go, okay, I need you, need you to move out in June so I can put in the new tenant. And then they go, where am I going to go live? And they go, now they're tossing out their cousin. It's yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. Can get complicated really quick. David, this has been a great conversation, but before we start wrapping things up here, I have a few rapid fire questions for you that I think you're going to, that might help fill in some blanks on a couple things. Great. Everybody has heard the real estate investing myths, whether it's late night programming, infomercials, or what have you. What is one real estate investing myth you'd like to bust here today? Real estate investing myth. I think that there's a myth that people can buy a home and the only cost they're going to have in turning it into an investment property is the purchase price. Oh no, there are closing costs. There's usually some renovation. There's costs to put in the first tenant. There, there's a, another hurdle to get over to go from buying the property to it being a, another financial hurdle to go over, turn the home into from a property you just bought into a cash flowing asset. Uh, what is a book you would recommend or what are you currently reading? I just finished Doris Kearns Goodwin's book called Leadership, which is a four-part biography of Lincoln, Roosevelt, and Johnson. It's astounding. 
Oh, cool. What is the biggest real estate investing myth or biggest real estate investing mistake you've made? And what did you learn from it? I founded Knox because of a real estate investing mistake. And it was that I was moving out of a home I'd lived in for 10 years. I'd recently gotten engaged. I was moving in with my wife. And I knew that home, which had already gone up in value a lot, was going to continue to go up in value. And I thought about keeping it and all the things I'd have to do, like a refi and finding new insurance and finding a tenant gave me a headache. So I sold it. And four years later, the new owners sold it again and they made 200 grand in four years. And when I saw that happen, I told everybody what an idiot I was, what a mistake I'd made. And everybody said, hey, Dave, same thing happened to me. And that is why we started Knox. Okay. If you could go back into time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? I think it would be the consequences are not as big as you think. You should be bold. Okay. Yeah. We always have a tendency of making it bigger than it actually is. It's amazing the amount of time I spend worrying about things that end up amounting to not as much as you've made it out to be. Exactly. So, well, David, is there a question or concept that you wish we would have covered here today? Anything we might've missed? Seems like every conversation I have these days goes on to the economy, uh, the broader economy, the global economy, even the strength of the dollar. I'm not saying I wish we would have covered those, but I noticed that we didn't. It's an interesting time in the, in the markets and in the economy. So the, We don't have to go into it, but that is the topic du jour. Yeah. And that's just a can of worms. And if you could do it in just 60 seconds, what do you think? What is your thoughts on the economy and where is it going, especially for housing? Yeah. Well, I think that there's a lot of things that are normally correlated that are currently not lining up. There's things that usually are inverse of one another and that's not happening. We've got incredibly high inflation and a really strong job market. (laughs) Somehow we might have had a growing economy in Q3, even though consumers are the 70 plus percent of our economy and their prices are way up. You'd think they'd stop spending as much, but that's not happening for some reason. The dollar is incredibly strong and I don't see that trend changing in the immediate future. I think we're going to see higher interest rates in a bunch of countries. And in fact, the U.S. is going to lead it and other countries are going to have to keep up. So I don't see things getting a lot better anytime soon. I don't see what force would cause that. Yeah. It's an odd situation. I've noticed the exact same things. If it, it, a normal recession, some of those signs, especially regarding the job market, we would have seen it decline by now. Unfortunately, what I also we also find is that the Fed takes its sweet time in making corrections, and then when they do, it's it becomes these big wild swings where they're not they don't take them quick enough. We're seeing some really rapid increase to our interest rates, and then they are going to have to react eventually as properties are staying on market way longer and it will start to slow the economy. And then they're going to have to, they're going to have to start dropping interest rates. So it's always these great big swings. Yeah. One thing I wish the Fed had done when this, when COVID hit March of 2020, they chopped two percentage points, 200 basis points right off the Fed funds rate. And I wish they had, they'd put that back on as quickly. Yeah. I think it would have been a shock to the economy in a big way. And that could have helped a lot of pain. I know they were trying to create a soft landing, et cetera, but why can we cut two points off so quickly, but we can't add it back on mirroring the start of the recession. And now here we are and set it much, much higher rates. And yeah, right. I don't think there's a lot of folks who have a lot of hope for a quote, soft landing of the economy now. 
Yeah, I agree. David, this was a great conversation. One last time, knoxfinancial.com. I hope you'll come back again sometime. Make sure you check out the show notes. People will have all of those corresponding links there at reimastermind.net. But thanks for your time. Thank you, Jack. Have you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing? If so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.